You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie Cutler-Welsh here on Reality Check Radio. And my next interview guest is the lovely Catherine Price. She's an author, a speaker, a speaker and a mentor. And today we're going to be talking about how to trust your gut and live life on your own terms. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thanks, Nat. It's great to be here. You know, it's funny when I think of you, I remember back, I don't know, not 10 years ago, you were one of the very first guests on my go-to girl podcast. God, it must've been 10 years ago. So good to have you back again. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. I think it would be almost 10 years ago. It's amazing to see how your life, of course, and mine as well, but your life has changed over the time. And today we're going to talk about the book that you've just written, which is Flourish. We're going to talk about finding clarity and courage. So before we do all that, I'd love it if you could give my audience a bit of backstory. Um, How did you get to what you're doing now? So my personal development journey began back in 1989 as a 24-year-old flight attendant. I was uh, standing in the back galley of a Boeing 767 on my way back from my first trip, and I had my wake-up call. I realized that everybody else was so excited to get home and all I wanted to do was turn around and go back. So that was that was the moment that I realized uh, I was, on the surface I had appeared to have everything, but inside uh, I felt miserable. So I took myself off to psychotherapy And that's where my personal development journey began. I had had lost my mother to cancer 12 years earlier, and I had a lot of buried grief within within me. Uh, So, yeah, it was was the process of starting to to work through that that really caused me to fall in love with all things personal development. And I've stayed on that path ever since. You know, there's a lot of themes that just came up there. Number one, when you're talking about something, you know, everyone was so excited to get home and you weren't. Um, And it makes me think of those, you know, those moments, those reality check moments for people when they're like, actually, things aren't great. Like I realize I don't want to, you know, I want to turn around again. Um, But you dove into personal development, which a lot of people don't do. A lot of people wait until much, much later in life. Have you found that... um, people, especially in the last three years, have kind of leaned more into that personal development space? Yeah, I think so. I think it's becoming far more common for people to, yeah, to dive into that, which is great because, you know, that's that's where our answers are. Our answers are within us. They're not out there in the world. You know, we all have our own answers, but we are often so busy that we don't take the time to slow down and listen, you know, to those messages that we all get. And so what was that message back? Like, take us back, you know, you're on the plane, you're doing the personal development stuff. What was the message that you were getting? And how did that change the trajectory, you know, where you're, to use kind of like a metaphor, the plane of your life, you know, where was that heading now after doing some personal development? What direction? So the message that day to me was, um, you know, something's really wrong here. I, you know, for for the previous, I guess, 
few years, probably since I started work, I had felt, I had often felt very miserable, I guess. There was no other label I had for it back then. And it wasn't until I went into psychotherapy that I realized I had all that buried grief and that, you know, I was actually depressed. So that's what was going on for me. So as a result of going into therapy, things changed enormously because I started to understand what was going on for me. And I started to understand why I felt miserable all the time. Um, I also, you know, dove into the fact that I had blamed myself for my mother's death, you know, because I, I thought she was exhausted, you know, and I was one of the seven children. So, you know, it was my fault. But um, so it was learning that, you know, it wasn't, wasn't my fault. You know, she became unwell and that's, you know, why she died. So I guess it was about, it was really about looking within and understanding myself more. Yeah. What a, what a burden to carry thinking that you, you know, you were responsible. And I, I imagine, you know, tragically so, I imagine some of our audience can relate to that in their own lives. Like maybe it was the death of a parent and so much buried grief because sometimes you just have to get on with life. You just get so busy doing, getting on with things. You can't acknowledge the loss or maybe also they, some of our listeners might've taken, taken that burden on themselves as well, but what a release, was that a release for you when you realized it wasn't your fault? Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah. And, and you're quite right. You know, people, a lot of people have, you know, those buried thoughts and feelings and, and grief, uh, you know, and they're, they're things that often we hold on to because, you know, we're, we're worried, I guess, about what other people will think or that, you know, they're unusual thoughts or feelings. So we keep them to ourselves. We're just out of curiosity, seven kids, my goodness. What number were you? What number, well, what number are you? What number in the seven? Uh, I'm second youngest. Mm. Mm. Wow. Busy, busy, busy household, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So now you've gone through that journey and you've, uh, you've had, um, you've had various, you know, businesses and successes in your life, but now you're, you're focusing really on helping people to flourish, which is the title of your book, which I love. I know the listeners can't see you, but she's got her book behind her. I've got your book as well. Thank you very much. Um, what does flourish mean to you? What does that look like for people? So it's about, the book is a collection of stories and lessons learned from my 35-year personal development journey, along with practical exercises at the end of each chapter. So I take people through the process that basically that I went through, which was uh, is in four parts. So part one is about listening. So that's about getting quiet and listening to the whispers of our soul. So learning to tune into your intuition and those little, you know, those little whispers that you hear every now and then that we can so easily ignore because we're so busy. So that's the first part. The second part is doing the work. So that is doing the personal work. So it's it's diving into our thoughts and our feelings in order to understand ourselves more and to express those feelings, you know, to get them out of our body, out of our head, um, yeah, and then the third part is uh, building a solid sense of self. So that's what happens after we do our personal work. So when we do the personal work and we release the emotions, we 
you know, for me, I started to then believe in myself where previously, you know, I had no self-belief whatsoever. And then the fourth part is a new life. So that's what happens as a result of doing this work is we're able to, you know, create a new life for ourselves. So, um, yeah, that's the journey that I take people through in the book. Yeah, I I feel like so many people, the self-belief part is interesting, right? Because self-belief is related to courage and related to confidence and a lot of the stuff I talk about. But I think, is it that some people just don't know who they are and therefore they don't believe in themselves because there's a disconnect? They don't know who they are? I think so. I mean, it can be many things, you know, it can be our conditioning from childhood, it can be things that, um, you know, parents or teachers or other kids have said to us. Um, there can be many things that, and you know, lead to that lack of self-belief. Uh, and it can be that we have, you know, we've done things because we were expected to do them, rather than actually tuning in to find out who we really are. Yeah. And going after the things we want. I and I find that, you know, with with clients and and um, you know, comments I get on social media, people say, you know, I have no idea what I want to do. And these are people that, you know, can be in their 40s and 50s and 60s and older. They've never ever taken the time, you know, to to look at what they really want in their life. I'm a huge fan of self-discovery, self-belief as well. Um, and yeah, we did a show a few weeks back about um, human design, which is something I've integrated into my business. And part of what we do there is we go, well, what lights you up? Um, but the thing is, that question is not relevant for everybody. So everyone shouldn't be going, you know, okay, I'm only meant to do what lights me up. It's like, yeah, that's really for, for some people, but not everybody. It's for the generators, manifesting generators. For some of the other people, it's what comes easily or effortlessly to you is really the path for you. And I think part of the problem with a lot of motivational stuff is it's very generic for everybody, but I don't think it, it applies necessarily. What is some of the best advice that you got, some some of the best guidance that you had in your self-discovery journey that has really shaped where you are now? One of the biggest things I learned quite early on was, uh, I remember my therapist saying to me, you need to put space between your doing and at the time, you know, it was really foreign to me and it kind of didn't really mean anything. But what she what she explained was instead of racing from one task to the next, you know, going to work, coming home, you know, going to the grocery store, cooking dinner, doing the next thing, the next thing, is actually stopping to take some time to check in with yourself. So whether that's walking in the door, you know, sitting down to close your eyes for a few minutes and take a few deep breaths, have a cup of tea, whatever it might be, actually stopping to connect with yourself rather than just, you know, being on that hamster wheel. And that was huge for me. And it's something now that, you know, I've integrated that into my life for many, many years. You know, I will, you know, I do that often throughout the day is actually just stop and take some time. And it's powerful. I love it. Put some space between your doing. Hey, you know what? Let's turn off our cameras. It's just a little glitchy now. And then let's see if that makes things a bit better because we are audio only. Um, I You mentioned that you do some practical exercises in the book. So do you have a practical exercise you can share with us? Yeah. So uh, 
when we were talking before about the lack of self-belief, I have an exercise around limiting beliefs. And uh, this is something that, you know, I find really useful and so, so do my clients. So it's it's thinking of a, a limiting belief you have. So for example, you know, something I have always uh, thought of is I could never complete a marathon. And so it's it's writing that down and then looking at that and saying, okay, so what's the truth here? The truth for, for me around that is, okay, if I trained, I could complete a marathon. Even if I was to walk it, I could actually do it. And then the third part of that exercise is to rewrite that belief. So it's to create a new uh, story in your head. So, and that is that says, you know, I could complete a marathon if I chose to, or I can complete a marathon. So that's a really a, a quite a simple exercise, but uh, is is really useful for those limiting beliefs that many of us have. I love that. Okay, so re, so re rewriting your beliefs. So for our audience listening out there, I'd love to know what's resonating for you. Um, you can send us a text two zero five seven, or you can email inbox at realitycheck.radio. Um, maybe you want to share with us what was that moment that you realized it was time for you to do some personal development, um, like Catherine's moment on the plane. What was your moment? Or maybe you want to share with us um, a little activity or something that you include in your day to help you, just like the putting space between the doing tip that Catherine shared as well. Um so Catherine, what else about your book? I know you've got these different chapters. What I'd love to hear is from people that have been in touch with you, um, whether they got the book or not, you know, what are you thinking people are seeking at the moment, you know, or what are they seeking or struggling with here in New Zealand? I think people, are, you know, as you said earlier, you know, we talk, I think people are looking for something more. But also, I think people are looking for something that is uh, more straightforward and to simplify perhaps their lives and, and the way they do things. I think as we talked, you know, there's so much going on in our lives and just that um, making things easier I think is is something that you know people perhaps are looking for. Yeah, because life can be so overwhelming. You know that word overwhelming is especially with all the the information that's available to us at all times. Um, but I think yeah, people are kind of going back to more of a simple life. And also, I found you know as I'm turning fifty this year, it's. I think a lot more people are, especially in their 40s, they start to go, you know what, I'm going to live life on my own terms. Or you know what, what do I actually want to do rather than just being in the job that they've always been in or that they trained for? Are you finding that it's an age-related thing as well, where people um, are leaning more into personal discovery or are the younger ones doing it as well? I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. People, people do start, you know, in their 40s, they do start and 50s and older start looking at things and, and questioning things. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's across the board with the younger generation as well. I think there's certainly more, more self-awareness with the younger generation these days around thoughts and feelings and all of those things than certainly than there was in my day. Um, but I think 
The, the power of just slowing down and listening and learning to listen to ourselves, I think, uh, you know, that's something that anybody can benefit from. And you talk about finding clarity and courage. How do we find that? Because like you said, a lot of people say, I don't really know what I want to do, or I don't know what lights me up. How can we find that clarity? And then how can we also find the courage to move forward and do that thing? So finding the clarity is, is again about slowing down. You know, I remember when I was going through therapy and in the beginning, when I sort of started processing things and you know, I had these things buried away in my head that I really wanted to do. You know, I'd always wanted to try photography. You know, I'd wanted to, um, you know, go camping in a four-wheel drive vehicle by myself. These were things that, you know, that I really wanted to do, but I didn't have the courage to do them. And they'd kind of been sitting there and I'd been thinking about them a lot, but I didn't act on them. So, it's about tuning in so that we can, you know, we can bring those things to the surface and then, you know, take take the next tiny step towards achieving one of those things. So for me, that was, you know, it was back in the 90s, you know, I, I cut out um, a an ad from a local newspaper for a photography class and it sat on my fridge for months, you know, before I plucked up the courage to make the call to book in. So it's just taking that next tiny step. And also, you know, knowing that when we do something new, it's completely normal to feel afraid. And that that fear's actually not going to go anywhere until we do the thing. It's almost like a bucket list, you know, when you were saying you really wanted to do photography and you wanted to travel and, you know, different. It's, so it's like, there are all these things that that most people have things right on a list, whether it's a list in their mind or it's a list on the wall or a mind map or a vision board of things that they would love to do, be, or experience at, at some point, you know, in their lifetime. Um, but sometimes we just don't even have the the clarity on how to do that. Or I guess a lot of people get stuck in the how, um, but then the courage also to make it happen. So I love that phrase. I wrote down, take tiny steps. And I think that just makes it sound so doable. Yeah, I think that that is what makes the biggest difference. You know, I, I know with, uh, you know, what I've been doing the last couple of years that, there's been a lot of new things to learn, you know, with uh, self-publishing a book. And yeah, as you talked before about overwhelm, you know, I've certainly been in that space uh, a good few times. And it has each time it's just been about, okay, what's the next thing I need to do that's going to lead me towards uh, what it is that I want to achieve? So yeah, the tiny steps is a big thing. (laughs) The tiny steps is a big thing. Love it. What did you learn about yourself in this process? There'll be some people out there listening that have also written a book. Um, But what did you learn about yourself in the book writing journey? Uh, Oh, gosh, so many things. Um, I learned that I learned that I can write a book. I learned that uh, people would actually read it and love it. Uh, I learned that, you know, by taking, you know, each step that, you know, I could get there. So no matter how big or small the project is, you know, and writing a book was so much bigger than what I ever thought it would be, uh, you know, if, if we just put one foot in front of the other, 
you know, we get there eventually. So true. So true. And um, so we're going to talk about your bucket list in a moment. That's one of the four questions I've got coming up. Um, so let's do that now. We're going to go, we'll go to number one, which is upping your brave. So obviously writing a book is very courageous, but what is something else? Maybe what is one thing that you did, you've done in the past year where you truly upped your brave? So coming on shows like this, Nat, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been interviewed for a number of uh, shows and podcasts and, uh, conferences and uh, yeah, that certainly took courage. So the first one, uh, I was terribly nervous, uh, and that's got uh, a little bit easier over time. Thank goodness. Well, that's that's awesome. And um, you know, when you write a book, yeah, you know, people are going to want to know about it, and they're going to want to know um, how they can tap into that knowledge. So it's great that you were able to go and be interviewed and say yes to coming on my show today. So congratulations. Um, For your bucket list, what is one thing you've got on your list that you'd love to, maybe my community can help you to achieve? Yeah, there's there's one thing that's been on my list for a long, long time. And I don't know if they can help me achieve it, but maybe. Uh, I'd love to travel to Tibet. Uh, Yeah, so... It's just been something that intuitively, uh, no real explanation, um, I've wanted to do for a very long time. Okay. So for our listeners out there, if you've got insight, information, guidance, recommendations, suggestions for Catherine around traveling to Tibet, um, well, you can get in touch with us, but you can directly get in touch with her. How can people connect with you online if they want to buy the book or if they want to tell you about Tibet? Yeah, so my website is katherineprice.co.nz and uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Okay, and I'm going to spell it for people. So it's Catherine Price and it's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, correct? Yes, that's right. Okay, Price, P-R-I-C-E dot co dot N-Z. You can look Catherine up, you can check out her book, you can tell her about Tibet. Um, What's coming up for you, Catherine, in the next six months? So I'm currently working on my next book. So uh, that's that's coming up. That will be uh, finalised by the end of the year and launched early next year. And uh, over the next six months, uh, each month, I run a live webinar on a personal development topic. So that uh, that's on my website if anybody uh, wants to check that out as well. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I love it because sometimes people... They kind of, they they want to do personal development, personal discovery. Sometimes they don't know where to go because it is overwhelming because there's so many YouTube videos and Instagram and just places. So if they know that once a month you do this online training or webinar, that's brilliant. So they can check that out. Um, in terms of the second book, are we allowed to know the title? I haven't finalized it as yet. I've got a fairly strong idea, but it's uh, it's about the uh, the importance of the connection with ourselves and with others. Mm. Yay. That is right up our alley because we're all about connections um, over here on Up Your Brave. All right. Hey, before we wrap things up, Catherine, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? The one thing I would say on your uh, comment, Nat, about, you know, there being so much out there when people, you know, if people are wanting to, um, you know, go on the self-awareness journey, what I've done over the years in my personal and professional life is 
found sort of one or two or three or, or, or four people, you know, that I really resonate with and, you know, follow those people uh, in depth. And I've found that to be really, really useful. And at different times on my journey, you know, those uh, people have changed. But I think that can be a helpful way to actually get some traction because there is so much out there. There is so much out there. The other idea that I'm going to share with you, um, I did an interview a few, um, probably about a month or so ago and with a lovely guest. And she also had a book. And one thing she did over the lockdown time is she got people, so people would purchase the book. And then she would basically do like a six week training, working through the different chapters of the book as a group. And I thought that is so smart from a business perspective, but also for the people that, you know, they're, of course they're going to read it, but to be able to get together and to toss around some of the ideas and, and share some reflections and insight is a great thing to do. So when you said, you know, get four, four people around you. Um, so follow four people. I was thinking, you know, get a few people together that want to do your book. So if anyone out there wants to do that, if you want to get Catherine's book and maybe get together with a few friends, you can almost have like a little, your little mini book club of your own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. And I do actually have, which I didn't mention, I do have an online course based on the book as well. So um, that is uh, available on my website too. So that goes, you know, as a, as a deeper dive into each part of the book. Perfect. So that could be worked through in a group as well. Amazing. So many resources. So good. Hey, um, before we go, I know that you're in Tauranga, but um, is there anywhere in New Zealand or anyone that you want to do a little shout out to before we go? So one of my favorite places in New Zealand is Queenstown. Uh, love to go there in the winter months and uh, experience its beauty and uh, everything else that's there. We haven't been for a few years, but uh, yeah, we might be getting back there this winter. So we'll see. Yeah, so nice. So amazing. I'm going to do a little shout out to Christchurch where we spent seven years um, as a family, well, as a couple with no children, but then we had kids um, seven years before the earthquake. And then of course we ended up here, but um, shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, talking to the amazing Catherine Price about how to trust your gut and live life on your own terms. We hope you're doing that. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us today. Thank you, Nat. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.